Our high school guidance counselor used to ask us what you would do if you had a million dollars. It didn't have to work. And then invariably, whatever you'd say, that was supposed to be your career. So if you wanted to fix old cars, then you're supposed to be an auto mechanic. So what did you say? I never had an answer. I guess that's why I'm working at Inatech. No, you're working at Inatech because that question is bull to begin with. If everyone listened to her, there'd be no janitors because no one would clean up if they had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're living in a material world and I am a material girl. Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars. Well, Action Jacks. I'm always just from Weber and Aboard. SP Futures up 27. NASDAQ Futures up 134. Uh, futures up 88. We're, uh, we dipped on the clothes last night. Rather severely, almost the same number as we are now. The S&P futures dropped right on the close last night. They were down like 30. Uh, out of kind of nowhere, where we thought maybe the number had gotten out. And Walmart dropped about 4 bucks, and Home Depot dropped about 8 They both have earnings this morning, so we'll see how that plays out. Brendan, how are you? I'm doing fine this morning, Chief. How are you? Doing all right. I love the weather. I blame Matt Weber. Well, why do you blame Matty? He's our meteorologist. <laughs> Well, Maddie, you know you could have held off for another couple of months. That would have been nice. It's a little, uh, little cold and wet out there. Last week it was what seventy yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah, seventy four Wednesday and Thursday. So, God, that's when you were really doing your job, Maddie. Yes. <laughs> so last last year, you guys have been playing softball. After you had all those rainouts last year, you've been playing softball tonight. That would have been that would have been lovely. Yeah. Well, it would have been lovely on Thursday. It'd been seventy four, but yeah, yeah, not this week. Well, if you guys would have gotten deeper in the playoffs, you could have played when it was seventy four. You know. Just That's saying. true. Just saying. Um, so, Brennan. Just like the Astros. Yeah. The, uh, those guys. Uh, so, are, are, is uh, uh, Brennan Cornan Law bidding for the, uh, what's it, the Miami Heat Stadium? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going for any naming rights. I don't know why Matty Weber doesn't uh, get stocks. I'll, I'll leave that to the Stocks and Jocks group. I think Stocks and Jocks could be on the umpires. Stocks I bet and Jocks Stadium has a nice ring to it. I bet the FTX little and symbol that little spot on the umpire thing is going cheap. <laughs> Absolutely, boy! What a crash! Yeah, I uh, I was reading all that stuff last night. I had, if you listened yesterday, I had to have uh, Caroline to go talk about some of it, but because I mean it's. It's so much to process. By the way, the, for the, the listeners, I do have one oopsie that I said yesterday. I talked about that firm that came in and was supposed to bail them out and how they they sold their BTT tokens. It turns out they didn't sell them. They just threatened to sell them, which dropped the price 80%. Oh, I thought they sold them. I, I, I thought they did too, but evidently they did not. Huh, okay. So it, was a, a, it was a, a ploy, just like Elon Musk kept saying he was going to back out of buying Twitter. You know, I, I can't believe he didn't sell them, to be honest with you. But but it, I read last night, uh, somebody told me that they didn't think he sold them, so I went back and did some research instead of just plowing forward with my mistake. And I think they didn't. He threatened to. Maybe he wanted to, but he threatened to. And uh, uh, really strange stuff. But it, it, God, Brennan, isn't always... <laughs> what's the song from uh, Casablanca? It's still the same old story. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, man, it, it never changes, does it? From the, from the 20s, for God's sake. 
pump and dump and bad leverage and crazy stuff. So the you know, you, but well, I, think, I, th- I think this whole I think this whole thing is due to the uh, to the election, and you know, it's all the result of of the Democrats. You, you know, the world is in a crazy situation right now when the Democrats, of the party in power, maintains the Senate in an off year election, the first off year election of Biden's presidency. Well, I think the uh, the guy who was the uh, you know the guy, and of course I'm going to forget his name. I was listening to his uh, minor Republican on the radio. You know, I knew his name right away, and of course I forgot it. I was saying that uh, this was so there for the taking. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said that but some of the people, he goes, there's 20 people that came out of these primaries, uh, Republican primaries, he goes, that are totally unelectable. That he goes, I, couldn't mm-hmm. vote, I could never vote for. They came out of this, this incredible right, you know, Trump, the whole thing is that the election was bad and blah, 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 and investigate this guy. He goes, that's not where people are now. Mm-hmm. Because we'll, we'll be lucky to to gain anything, and he was absolutely spot on. Well, I agree, and, and you know the latest results that I saw was that uh, the Republicans may get two nineteen or two twenty in the House, which is going to make Kevin McCarthy's fight very very difficult. And I think that's what happened with uh, with both John Boehner and Paul Ryan when they were Speaker of the House on the Republican side with being uh, attacked and. You look at who McCarthy has to deal with. It looks like Lauren Bobbert over is going to win her election. You got Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene. There's four votes right there that can make him miserable. Did you? Uh, they're, they're at a two seventeen, two oh five right now, and two eighteen. Okay. Two eighteen is a majority. It right. looks like there's a couple. So they need they need uh, one more one more seat to to win the majority. Right, and it looks like there. It's I got. I'm looking at the map. Looks like it's pink in Colorado. There's two two pink spots in California, so that should be three. Make yep. it a two twenty, and there's a couple of powder blue spots in Maine and California. And uh, this is kind of interesting. The in Alaska, they've got that. Uh, Manny, we talked about it last week. What's the what's the way they vote? Would you, you pick the primary? Oh, game? the ranked choices. Yeah, it's the ranked choices. Well, the the two people in Alaska that are. Even though they have it powder blue in the Senate, I don't know why they were doing that. No, actually, the, the no, two it's red. It, both the people in the in the runoff uh, are the that are still there are both Republicans. Right, that's what I was going to say. Well, evidently the but the 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 Democrat looks like he's going to win the House, which is weird. There's, there's one rep and two senators. Both senators are Republican, and, and the rep's going to be Democrat. Well, yeah, but it hasn't been called yet because I, the, the last numbers that I saw was the Democratic rep had something like. Forty-seven point nine percent, and the uh, the second place person, who by the way was Sarah Palin, has twenty-six percent. But then when you go to the rank uh, rankings for uh, next person up, it's possible that Sarah Palin could still vault ahead, even though the other person is like forty-seven, forty-eight percent to twenty-six percent. I don't know, but she. I always thought she was kind of hot in her day. She was a beauty pageant winner, wasn't she? She was a beauty pageant winner, yeah. and she can see Russia from her backyard. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, she. I did. Uh, one, you know, I don't know if you saw this. She she had a quote when she was running for, because she was doing a lot of stuff with the oil people up there, right? And uh, and she had some quote, and uh, yeah, she's you know from the conservative party. She goes, you know, every time I do something with these oil people, everything they promise me, I got to watch them because they don't. They you can't listen to anything they say. <laughs> it's a. Uh, Sort of interesting. I mean, uh, 
you look at uh, anyway. The, what I'm getting to is a uh, what's her name? Uh, the face of the Nation. It's uh, Margaret Brennan. Maybe? Margaret Brennan. Yeah, she was on. She had two Dems, two Republicans, and uh, and she, you know, she drives the conversation. I'm not a big fan of hers, but I listen once in a while. And, but they had a Republican guy goes, who the hell would want this Speaker of the House job? Mm-hmm. So if you've got like two or three people, everybody's going to think like they run the place. So That's gonna- right. Well, you saw that in the Senate oh, the last two years with Joe Manchin and, to a lesser degree, Kristen Sinema on the Democratic side. And, you know, there were times when people wondered who was president, Joe Biden or Joe Manchin. You know, thank God for Joe Manchin, though. Thank God for Joe Manchin. He, at least he cut how many billion out of that stupid bill. I mean, he should have gone mm-hmm. way more. That bill was horrendous, I thought. It was, that, it was that's so right. But now McCarthy, if, if McCarthy gets it, you know, I've, I've heard some stories that he may not get it because there's a lot of pushback, but I think he's going to get it because nobody else is going to want the job. But he's going to have a miserable time reigning in the Jim Jordans and the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the, uh, of the Republican Party. Yeah, a handful of them, two or three of them, could have the same, uh, same power structure as Anson did in the Senate. Yeah, I, I uh, actually wanted to talk to you deeply about that. Um, two things. Well, first of all, allegedly, well, not allegedly, I, I've heard that the Speaker does not have to be in the House. How, how does that? No. How could that they, be? They could elect Donald Trump as Speaker of the House. How, how does that? No, he doesn't get a vote, obviously. No, he can't vote, but he can he, he can rule the House, try to keep the party in in order. I don't think that's ever happened, but it is possible. There's no requirement that the Speaker of the House has to be a member of Congress. When you say no, no, no requirement, it's just, it's just uh, silent in the Constitution? Mm-hmm. And in the House rules. Well, <laughs> next question is, I guess, if the Speaker of the House is third in line for the presidency or second in line, uh, when they put that... <laughs> Is is that amendment? Does that anticipate somebody as a speaker not being in the house? You know, that's a very good question. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. The speaker of the house uh, is the second in line of succession after the vice presidency. Uh, so, so that's a very interesting question. If the if the speaker of the house has not been elected uh, to anything, then how can that person he or she be be president? And I mean, think about this, extrapolate a little bit. Imagine a, um, a 33-year-old person who was not elected to the House of Representatives to speak of the House. Both the president and the vice president are incapacitated or die, and we've got somebody who's not qualified over the Constitution to speak of the House would be elevated to the presidency. Not elected and not a proper age. I bet he couldn't take it if he wasn't proper age. Hmm? I bet he couldn't take it if he wasn't proper age or if he wasn't born in the country. He couldn't, because under the Constitution, you've got to be 35 years old to be president of the United States. Or you have to be born here, right? Well, you have to be a citizen, yes. Well, no, you got to be born either here so or... You have to be a citizen. John McCain was not born in the United States. Well, but he was born on an Army base. Right. If, if you're on a, on a property or an Army base or something, it's okay, but if Arnold Schwarzenegger couldn't have been president... No, because neither his parents nor neither his parents were U.S. citizens, nor was he born in the in the states. But if he was born in another country, two parents of of a U.S. citizen, I think he could he could have still run. Oh yeah, I mean, if, I think if your parents are on vacation and you pop out, I think you're okay. 
mm-hmm. I, I think. But I, the other question is, I, the, on, on the one hand, and, I, and I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted on all this stuff. I guess that's why I, <laughs> I do this show, because I think everybody else might be conflicted, too. Uh, we had this in, a couple of investigations of Trump. Oh, I, I, one other thing I want to ask you before we get into that is they had this Democratic dude on on same show, and you know he was everything he was saying wasn't exactly what I, you know. I'm more in the middle. I don't really like what either side says too much, to be honest with you. But he was talking about when they had the impeachment election or uh, hearing, they talked to a bunch of Republicans, and he says, "I I told you people then, this guy's not going to ruin our party. He's going to ruin yours. It's time to get rid of him." And uh, he goes, he's ruining their party. He's, he's their biggest issue right now. What do they do with him? Every, everything he came up with, people are leaving his rallies, unless, the, unless you're the real crazed on that side, like some people I know. He says they're, they're tired of hearing about last election. It's like, it's like, it's like the, Democrat, or the Republicans still talking about Nixon Kennedy. I mean, it's over with. Uh, you know, people, are, people forget it that, that quick now. And uh, he said his, it's the same old stuff, and nobody wants to hear it. He says he's ruining mm-hmm. he's ruining that party plus he plus he downgrades good people, which is you know you know that doesn't in the long run that's not what you want to have happen. And I think right. So he says he goes he's ruining their party. They got to figure out what to do with him and, and fast before before he screws up another election for him because he screwed this one up for him. Right. This is the third election that the Republicans have either lost power or not gained what they should have, primarily because of Trump. Yeah, and I. Uh, I would really like to see some strong people come out. Do you think this is enough to make it the the DeSantis Rubio party and not the Trump party? I think it should be, but I don't know. Well, I think it should be, but whether it will is another question because we've seen other examples of the personality of Trump in the past. That yeah, <laughs> even the even the, the kind of, uh, uh, statement that he made where he could go down Fifth Avenue and shoot people and not lose people in his Ferrari's base, and that seems to be true. I mean, you look at all the things that he has done over the years, and it is never—he's always bounced back with the support of his base. Well, yeah, I, but in terms of investing, nobody's nobody's standing. I, you know, quite honestly, I can see a reason for them not to uh, not to get rid of him right now <clears throat> because of the of the uh, position of Joe Biden with Joe Biden's uh, you know appearance and the way that he's acting that. Maybe Trump Biden too could work in their favor. That's what they're thinking. But more importantly, um, they're going to run out the clock on Trump because after 24, there's if he loses in 24, there's no way for him to come back again in 28. But are they willing to take a risk that, that he wins or loses in 24 and stick behind him? I think that that there would be there's too much baggage there, and I don't think that that Trump would have a strong showing uh, overall in the country if you were to back, even if you were to run against Joe Biden. Well, somehow or another, the Democrats got to find a a leader that's going to going to jump over Kamala Harris because she's not the answer. Well, that's right. And the Democrats have a bigger problem because they have no bench. And if you look at all the leadership, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Rennie Sawyer, Jim Clyburn, uh, you know, Kamala Harris, I mean, they're either uh, non-entities like Kamala Harris or as old or older than Joe Biden, and they don't, they have not been grooming people to take over the leadership roles. Even on, on, on purpose. Like on purpose. That, and they want young people on purpose, and now it's showing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, but the other thing is, I mean, as much as 
is uh, when I was on the, well, the little time I spent on the board of the SIBO, almost six years, it was always a real toss-up when, when people were doing bad stuff. And there, even though it was a really clean place generally, there was always a few people, especially member firms, that liked to do some stuff and be always on the edge. And the exchange really had all the power in the world. Uh, you know, everybody said, oh, God, you can't fight Goldman Sachs. Well, yeah, you could. I mean, if you, if you had the balls, mm-hmm. if you had the balls to have an affront of the Mo- Wall Street Journal's Goldman Sachs suspended from CBOE trading for a week, it would, it would have left a mark on Goldman Sachs. Yeah. I, th- I mean, but you, but you never want to get to that stage. So it really does become this, this sort of uh, thing where the big guys never get spanked and the other people do. Which is what, which is exactly why I think a lot of people still like Trump, mm-hmm. because because they recognize that in the rest of the world, medium and small people don't get anywhere. I mean, it's 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 obvious to just about everyone, and yet, so then when you're in Congress, they have this investigation of Trump, and now they got another investigation of Trump, because he's totally investigatable. He does all kinds of bad crap. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Okay, so now we're going to roll into, and, and I think you and I know, and Maddie, you know. I think a lot of the listeners know that if, if you actually went went into the swamp or the cesspool, you could probably put what five hundred of the, of the icons of this company country behind bars, you know, mm-hmm. st- stealing money that we send down to to uh, you know Argentina or Central America or to, I won't even won't even say Ukraine and these other places or Afghanistan. How many people stole money from Afghanistan and we sent over there with the hundred dollar bill stuff? But if you had investigations and all this stuff. And one part of me says, we need to do it. We need to clean this stuff out. We need to tell people that they can't do this crap going forward. Yet, I honestly don't want to have four years of going after Hunter Biden, which I think the guy belongs in jail, to be honest. I know a couple of people that knew him and said he was, he, he was a big druggie, a big this. He was a, he was a total idiot. Okay, so I don't, I don't want that guy hanging around there. But I also don't want, it's all, everything you hear every day is this negative stuff. I, I don't know how to, to make a balance here, Brennan, but the, right now there isn't one. Somebody, I, somewhat. But, well, I agree with you, and, you know, I didn't deal with his own problems, and it would be two years, not four years, because that's when the next election would be. So it's, and even after two years, they have to start everything over again, even if the Republicans retain a House. But you know, what you're talking about with Trump is really the, the idea that we've seen before in our history of too big to fail. I mean, think back to Continental Bank, think back to Lehman Brothers, think back to other uh, big entities. But somebody has somebody in the Republican Party has to be willing to be Kirk Flood. Think about the, the Kirk Flood position when yeah. he challenged the the, uh, the baseball players' role, uh, free agency, and uh, you know he he never played baseball again. But look at where all the players are today because of what Kirk Flood did. And they never, and plus they never gave him a dime, probably. The Republican Party that I've seen who was going to be Kirk White. Yeah, no, I, mean, I bet they never got a dime for it from all the guys that benefited afterward. Well, that's true. And if you look at somebody like a Mitch McConnell or even a Kevin McCarthy, they've gotten a lot of stuff. That, you look at how old McCarthy is right now. Um, his leadership isn't going to last very much longer. In fact, they're shocked that he may not even be elected as the minority leader this time around. But... You know, he would be in a perfect position to call out Trump right now because of his age and if he would be willing to run the risk. And it may not be that great of a risk. He could succeed to the point where he would strengthen his hold on the Republican Party if he was willing to stand up to Trump. But he's not. So I, I don't see a Kurt flood among any 
Yeah. Well, you have to. I mean, you have to say. In, in in this day and age, though, Brendan, if you look at the numbers, I and mean, this, this is one man's assessment, um, it used to be that you you went to the right or the left, you got the checks, and then you scurried back to the middle because that's where the votes were. Right. I don't think anybody could win any, <clears throat> anything in the Republican Party, even if the Trump vote is fifteen percent. You you can't lose it because those are the people you know are going to show up. Well, again, you've got to be willing to take that risk for a cycle or two. Um, and, and, you know, that, that's the position of a Liz Cheney and a, uh, Adam Kinzinger right now. That what are the ideals of the Republican Party, the true conservative Republican Party, our father's Republican Party? And if, if that is what we strive for as a party, then we've got to be willing to take a short-term loss for a long-term gain. Well, the, the Democratic Party... My grandfather and father's Republic or Democratic Party, they don't bear any resemblance to it. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't recognize myself at all in this group. Mm-hmm. I, that's a, that's the first statement. I mean, that's nothing. But, I mean, I'm not being <laughs> obnoxious about it. I'm just saying, I don't. I don't recognize anything what they're doing, pouring all this money out there without regard to the the people that they poured all the money allegedly to. A lot of it got grabbed in the meantime, in a way there. And I'm going to say that anybody in this country who thinks that the two grand or twenty four hundred they got in checks from these guys, that they think they're ahead of that with the inflation it caused, I, I tell you what, I got a bridge for you. Well, not only that, but the idea that the problems we have right now is solely because of the, the two thousand dollars that went to the different families. You know, those people who receive those monies are not still holding on to that two thousand dollars. Oh no, no, so, no, no. <laughs> I mean, even those who receive it aren't stockpiling that money for a rainy day. That money's been put back into the economy and for things like staples, food, rent, car payments, things like that. So, you know, that's that's something that just needs to be recognized. Well, I mean, look at the Walmart. Came, Walmart was down four and a half bucks last night. I got a spread on in there, which isn't really liking this big move here, but now it's up 941 on earnings as they, as they claim they're doing great in groceries. Well, the the price of lettuce is going up a buck a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are big enough. That my, anybody who's listened to me for the 20 years I've been on the air, you can't have concentrations because when times get tough, they can just raise prices and there's no competition. And Absolutely. And this, that, that's the whole idea behind the antitrust act, to, to stop monopolies from raising prices. And the efficiency in the marketplace for monopolies is outdone by the, by the likelihood of raising prices and inflationary tactics. Well, that's right, and I, I don't. Everybody's fleeing in Walmart because they're cheaper. I don't think they are anymore in some areas, but or if they're alone, I mean, one in a town. If they're the only the only shop in town, then you got a real problem. But I, I mean, we're we're talking about this last night. We had a little conclave, and uh, about how 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 spoiled we are because of the the the, the uh, topic came up of the Albertsons uh, Kroger merger merger, mm-hmm. and I think. You know, I don't even. Well, Albertsons took over Jewel. Kroger was a huge chain, and they took over Safeway, which was like the second biggest chain, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these guys are already massive conglomerates. So, when you look right. at the national chains, if they get together, is there going to be anybody left other than Walmart? I mean, there's. Uh, well, yeah, that, and that's part of the, the anti uh, antitrust like, examination that the federal government is going to do. But. Um, you still do have some Walmarts out there that uh, are in competition with them, and even this conglomeration between Kroger and Albertsons 
is going to be dwarfed by Walmart. Well, I mean, I, in terms of locations, not even close. Right. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, in uh, if you're if you're in Chicago, where do you go to for a Walmart? If you're in Orland, you got to you got to hike for Walmart. There's a jewel. But I'm saying, I think what I'm saying, I think we're spoiled in Chicago because yeah. we, we have we have all kinds of. Uh, there's uh, what? What are you guys? Tonys. There's. Uh, there's Pete's Pete, Market. There's um, Pete's. There's uh, Mariano's. There's, well, Mariano's there's, there's, there's quite a few stores. Uh, Caputo's. I mean, yeah, we're we're, we're spoiled here, but I got to believe in a. In there, there's a lot of places where it's just a jewel. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, right now Kroger left the Midwest, but I mean, all this stuff is sort of happening, and it, it's happening. In my in my opinion, it's not happening. The the worst antitrust stuff is happening under the Democrats' watch. They they, they, they never saw a merger they didn't like. I mean, it's, we're the worst Republicans now. Um, I don't have enough information uh, to question that. I so I I just don't have enough information to say that that's uh, a statement that I agree with or disagree with. I, I can't tell you that. Well, every every person who ran for Democrat in this state, and I'm an equal opportunity critic here, but every one of them, Kwame, Raul, all these people, they all had the, four, the same four talking points. It was women's rights. Mm-hmm. It was they're fighting hard against prescription drug prices. Name me one thing, because the reason why I'm bitching at them is they, they had both houses of the Congress and the presidency. Name me one thing these guys have done to lower prescription drug prices. They did the thing with them uh, negotiating in Medicare, but then they they knocked down the amount of drugs by like what two thirds during the re- negotiation process. It doesn't start for two years. I mean, what the what the bleep? Well, that, that's true. But they did pass a bill that reduced drug prescription costs. For, for who? That was opposed by all the Republicans. But for who? Now, who does it? You can argue, you can argue with whether that was enough. You can argue whether that was just the first step. But the fact remains that they did go through the process of reducing prescription drugs. But the amount of drugs that you negotiate. The amount of drugs. Maybe not what Polly wanted to, but, but there was something. And in contrast to where I think you're going with this, Nathan, that was opposed by every single Republican. Well, they're going to. Yeah, but I agree, but they're going to they're oppose whatever anybody does, the other side's going to oppose it. But, I mean, if you look at the, the generic drugs. I'm sure you got our buddy John Dyer has been back on the show, but he, if you look at the amount of combinations that have taken generic drugs essentially off the market and back to the people who had the other stuff, the combinations in there in restraint of trade in the last 10 years has been, it's probably hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 you let all that happen, and the generic drug that was 5 bucks go to 50 bucks, then you force the guys to, to uh, reduce the price to 45 I guess you did something, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I guess you did something. Anyway, so you all are you getting your Super Bowl tickets for the Bears? Now they got a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, the forty-six defense is coming back. Yeah. Anyway, take care of yourself this week, buddy. Uh, it says raining now on my computer. I guess it is. Eh. Thank you, Brendan. It is raining now. SP futures up thirty-nine. Nasdaq futures up one seventy-four. Like I said, Walmart is up nine bucks. I'll be right back. Stocks and jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freaks guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. 
Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation in human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Right now. Lone Oak Bay, Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Al. Mr. Weber on the board. SP Futures are up now. Uh, 38 bucks. NASDAQ Futures are 173. They've been goosed here by uh, Walmart coming out and saying that they have... Uh, their inventory problems have shrunk, and they have uh, increased things on food prices. Well, not food, food uh, prices and food sales. So we know that nobody sells more food, so they must be increasing prices on the food, which is what everybody's seeing every time you go to the uh, the store. But the weird part is, they were trading yesterday at around 142 or so, and then dropped to 138 on the close. As everybody must have thought they were going to have bad earnings. Now they're up nine, but they're really only up five or five and a half, which is still big, uh, from where they were at like quarter to three. So it's kind of an odd, odd look here because they they, they dropped they dropped four dollars almost right on the close. Over in Europe, we've got the uh, the DAX unchanged. Wow, uh, FTSE up three sixty two. Call that flat. Check around up twenty six point four percent. In Asia, we've got Nikkei up twenty six point one percent. Shanghai up fifty. That's one point six. And this is one of the most amazing things I've seen in a long time. Hang Seng up 723. It's 4%, 18,343. I'm going to say, Manny, last Tuesday when you were here, didn't they trade 14.5 or something? Wasn't that the day that they hit the bottom? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? I think you were here. I was here Wednesday, so I think it was Wednesday. It might have been Wednesday. Yeah, they hit 14.5 as the bottom. They're going straight up since then. That's, uh, even even though China's, uh, all the, all the numbers came out yesterday, sales and everything were lousy, and yet the stocks are up. It's that's why it's very, very, even if you know these numbers, it's hard to trade, even if you were beaks. Uh, Ten-year, down five basis points, 381. That's what everybody loves, the fact that we're under four. Uh, the bun down seven, 2.08 in danger of going under two. Uh, Japan, 2.24. Oil is down 89 cents, 84.98. Brent down 75 cents, 92.39. Natural gas up 11 cents, 6.05. Back up over six bucks. Our Bob down a penny, two fifty one. As the gas prices are creeping down in Chicago area, gold up a dollar seventeen, seven 
now we're 70, 1778, silver down 13 cents, 2197, but way above the 19 and a half it was a few weeks ago. Copper down a penny, 381. We've got Bitcoin up 575, 16,831. So they're, they're trying to hang in there on the, on the Bitcoin, even though this FTX is uh, becoming a bigger and bigger issue. Uh, U.S. dollar is uh, is actually down, down a little bit this morning. That's why this other stuff's up. The euro is at 104, which is as high as it's been. And like, it was the 97 a few weeks ago. It's like a 7% move in a currency is dramatic. A British pound up to 1.19 now, which is, again, way higher than bottomed out at 104. These numbers are crazy, Matty. What do you got for us, Trevi Weather Sports? That's crazy, too. 36 minutes past the hour. Good morning to everyone out there. We have one crash in the area right now on the expressways. That's on the Eisenhower, I-290 eastbound, right at US-20 out in the western burbs. Uh, but uh, that crash has been moved to the entrance ramp, and so it's not affecting traffic too much. But we are seeing slow travel times build up as we have this rain-snow mix this morning that started a couple of hours ago. And we'll kind of continue on and off throughout the entire day. Uh, later on this morning, early afternoon, we'll get above freezing and it'll be more on the rain side. Uh, but uh, expect some snow and sleet throughout the morning as you're heading into downtown, even though we're not expecting much for accumulation today. Right now, it is rainy and snowy mix and, uh, and 35 going up to a high of 40. So we're hanging around freezing right now and, and it's still getting that sort of sleet texture, uh, but will be uh, more rain as we uh, advance in the day. For our Phoenix listeners, partly cloudy skies with a high of 71 today. No rain and snow mixed on there. Right now it's clear and 42. In sports, Blackhawks played last night and were shut out by the Hurricanes 3 to nothing. Bulls were off. They're back in action tomorrow night in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Suns played last night. They lost to the Heat 113 to 112. And in Monday Night Football, as 11.5 point underdogs, the Washington Commanders went into previously undefeated Philadelphia and blew out the Eagles 32 to 21. Chief. That was wild, but he. It still looked like, to me that the, uh, in a lot of ways, the Eagles were somewhat the better team. I mean, their defensive line is incredible. Well, the Eagles were certainly the better team going into the game. 11.5-point favorites, undefeated. Um, really, you know, they were coming off a bye week. It was all sort of playing out for them. Um, but Washington's been hot the last four or five games and playing good ball. And they got a lead early, kept it close, kept it close, and then got a late sort of fluky touchdown at the end uh, on uh, a lateral play and ended up winning by 11 when they were 11.5-point dogs. What, uh, what's worse, the, the name or those stupid jersey colors that the guys are wearing in the booths and stuff? Commanders has got to be the worst name in pro sports. But it's, got, it's that kind of almost puke green with the, with the W on the front. You see all like the... Uh, the coordinators wearing and stuff. Yeah, those are all. Well, those yeah, those are every all the teams this week wore the uh, military. Uh, they weren't really military. Though. They were. Well, yeah, they all no, but they, that's that's literally what they were. They were all wearing uh-huh. the uh, camouflage and the green and brown color. I mean, the Bears were doing it too. It's pretty bad. Well, the camouflage was better. Joel, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well, Chief. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing all right, and I think even you. Do not have the, the the stones to give us grief about Detroit, the Lions. I won't do that. I won't do that. You know, I'm a I'm a pro football fan. I never wedded myself to the Lions as a kid growing up. My dad grew up in Wisconsin. Uh, but the primary reason I'm not a huge Lions fan is that I put my wife through so much aggravation on a football Saturday, whether Michigan's home or away, that I. I can't do that two days in a row on the weekend. <laughs> uh, but um, 
Boy, oh boy, talking about the, uh, the Commanders-Eagles uh, game, uh, two things. Number one, uh, I don't bet on individual games. I, I gave that up a long time ago. Uh, but when I did, uh, one of my dad's um, golden rules was never give more than seven. And never give more than seven, especially on Monday Night Football. And I'm in an elimination pool. Uh, you know what that is, like a suicide pool? Yep. You know what they are, right? There can't be many people left in that with the Bear game and the Miami beating up on uh, or losing to whoever they Oh, uh, so many people got knocked out early, and I'm probably jinxing myself, but there was 330 people in this pool. Uh, there were six people left going into the Monday night game, and five, well, five of us took uh, Kansas City over the weekend. And then uh, one one guy went for the knockout punch with Philly, you know, because if KC lost, then Philly on Monday night with the win, they would have won the pool. Uh, but now they're they're knocked out, and uh, there's only five, and five get paid. So um, I don't know. It's going to be tough. What's it, the earliest tough thing to do? But uh, it's fun. What's the earliest in the year that any that everybody got knocked out but one? Well, first week. You know what happened? I, I like, uh, and, and uh, full disclosure, I do more than one entry, right? Because I've won this thing before. In the first week of the season, uh, Indy, you know, Indy was supposed to be so good this year, right? And they were playing the Texans, and the Texans were supposed to be so bad, right? They tied. So everyone that took Indy lost. So, I mean, th- this pool got decimated. Within, there was a uh, first couple weeks, and then uh, a few weeks ago, um, a bunch of people went with the Patriots against the Panthers, and, uh, you know, it was on the road. I'm like, you know, staying away from on the road. So, yeah, it, uh, and in my pool, you can even pick a, the same team every week. There's some pools where you can only pick one team a week, but in my pool, you can pick any team. I mean, how hard is it to pick one team a week in the NFL to win. And you know what? Early in the season, it, you know, there's a lot of upset. So, um, and who else? Buffalo lost to some, uh, just these fluky things happen. But, uh, anyways, uh, Michigan football undefeated. We got the Illini coming in. Um, a little, a little concerned about the injury front. Um, our second, or, you know, our, one of our starting running backs is banged up and our tight end, who's actually our second string tight end. Uh, is banged up too, so we'll see. We're eighteen point favorites once again. Never get more than seven. Joel, what is the uh, your assessment? I don't want to be leading a witness here. But what is your assessment? I always thought that Michigan, like the Irish, were in this slight second tier to Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State in terms of depth and rosters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me, with all these people transferring out of, especially Alabama. Yes. That I'm not so I'm not so sure that I won't say the Irish this year, but uh, well, without the quarterback, the rest of the team's not bad. Uh, that Michigan might not be so much of a personnel disadvantage to Alabama and these teams this year. I mean, Alabama's been losing, obviously, but I'm not, I don't know if there's that big of a difference even between Ohio State. Ohio State lost as many transfers as like Alabama and Georgia, or not? Yeah, they've lost a few. Uh, I mean, nothing like Joe Burrow going to LSU. Uh, but um, I, you're 100% correct on that. Uh, in fact, our starting center was an All-American at uh, University of Virginia last year. 
Uh, I'll, I'll make two comments on that. Uh, number one is the NIL money. You know what that is, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Name and image and likeness. So that basically made paying athletes legal, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. So, and I'm not going to say what went on in the SEC or the other places before that, but I think that that really leveled the playing field. I mean, you know, Hunter Dickinson, uh, who's on the Michigan basketball team, uh, didn't go pro. And he's probably one of the most, cap- you know, was probably the best shooting uh, basketball player for the pros, but he's living in Ann Arbor and making a million dollars a year. I mean, and getting an education. I mean, there's no guarantee he's going to make it in the NBA. Um, so I think it's the NIL. And then I think the big thing with Michigan is they finally got some beef. You know, you look at, you look at Georgia, you look at Alabama, and they just look like they're different players. You know, they're just chiseled blocks of, like, stone. And, you know, when you don't have those kind of players in the trenches, then it's hard to win. So a combination of those things. Uh, Ohio State's going to be tough. Georgia looks almost un- unbeatable. Uh, but uh, two games left in the season, so we'll see. They lose Ohio State, do they still get in? Oh, yeah, that's the million-dollar question. Um, it depends if, uh, you know, it, it, it all, de- you know how much things can change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at LSU. What, what if LSU, uh, go and beats Georgia in the, uh, SEC championship game? It's such a toss up. Uh, very hard to predict. Well, that's true. Uh, Joel, take care of yourself, bud. Good stuff as <laughs> usual. SP Futures up 39. NASDAQ Futures up 178. Again, Walmart's leading the charger up nine bucks. Be right back, Mr. Kenny Polkerry. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body, too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. 
Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Can't buy me love. Hello, welcome back to Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Smith Weber the board. SP Futures now up 40. As a Futures up 178. We're trying to make a run at the end of the year and the market being up here. We had the Walmart helping us out this morning. Guess what? They're selling a lot of groceries and they're raising prices. Kenny, aren't you happy for them? <laughs> they're raising prices and making the packages smaller and they're selling groceries because consumers are stressed. So, yep. you know, if, you're, if you own Walmart, it's the, and they're buying back $20 billion worth of stock and they raise their guidance. Yep. Where was the right. where was the four and a half hour sell off at one minute to three last night? Did somebody something think somebody think something leaked or what? Because really only up yeah, five I, from where they were. I, I didn't I didn't notice that yesterday. What's it is it up this morning? Let me look. Well, it's, well, it's up nine, but so it, it closed at one thirty eight forty, but it was one forty one at like two thirty. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just thought it was going to disappoint yesterday. You know, somebody made a bet and thought it was going to disappoint. I mean, it's trading up $9, up 6%, at 147 right now. So whoever made that sale last night in the bell, you know, was probably sorry they did. Well, Home Depot was down 8 at the same time. They went down 8 and Walmart went down 4, right at 10 to 3. Yeah, because I think, look, if you look at Home Depot, Home Depot had rallied 13% in the last week and a half, I think, into the earnings number. And so what I think happened last night at Home Depot is that somebody, you know, just took some money off the table ahead of the number because they weren't necessarily sure what it was going to be. Was it going to be, you know, were they going to be, were they not going to be? Um, and in fact, they did beat the stock rally, but it did sell off. But what's it do? Did it turn higher again yet? Let's it's down, it's down 340. No, it's down. It's down three bucks. That's down 1%, right? So that makes more sense because that one had rallied 13% into this report. Walmart was kind of, you know, flattish, right? It didn't it didn't, it didn't, it didn't really move, trade in a range. So the fact that the Walmart number came out, now they're rewarding it, um, makes perfect sense versus the Home Depot because they had, they had rallied it ahead. Now they're just taking money off the table. Well, the Home Depot, uh, the straddle was 16 bucks. So if you were a straddle seller, <laughs> you did okay. I've been selling these straddles in these retails, though, is kind of suicide this year, at least. Yeah. But, yeah, but I don't know. You, you can't necessarily tell what that person did. I'm just saying, I, I, I do some earnings plays where I look at the straddle, if I can get the calendar spread for a percentage price of the... I did the Walmart. The straddle was uh, 8 bucks, and I got I got the time spread for $0.20. Cents. So even the thing moving up here like this, I still should be okay. Still should yeah. be a little bit. Um, we'll see. But Home Depot was $16, the straddle. So that's the... When I say that uh, for everybody, they, that's the, the call and the put at that strike, which is essentially the market estimation of what the, the median move is going to be. So Walmart's was like 8 bucks. so of course they're like, stri- we're like, well they're not really spot on because if you'd have done it at 230 the 141 straddle was 8 bucks, and now we're at 147 so it's really only up 550 from where you would have done any of these trades, because then it ran down 4 and now it's up 9, so 
it's five above where it started. I guess is where we should is the correct way to say it, right, Kenny? Yeah. What's uh? All right. What's your assessment of uh, FTX? Uh, you know something? I am. It, it's so. It's so interesting. I'm just amazed by what's gone on. That there's so many people. You think about Sequoia and BlackRock and Tiger Management and uh, a bunch of the uh, you know uh, 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 a bunch of the other big venture capital guys that gave this guy money. That ultimately, not a single one of them knew what was going on. That uh, that you know, there's no one was really in control. They give them so much money, but then they just kind of say, "Okay, let the guy go." Meanwhile, they, they, and and then the auditors, what the hell were they doing? They got duped too. I mean, it's Enron all over again, right? And so I think what it says to me um, is uh, is that is that this kid, you know, had this gift to gab, this uh, this ability to uh, to raise all this money, and he did, and no one paid attention to him. I don't I don't know why, but they didn't. You know, well, I mean, was an MIT background. He was supposedly very smart. His mother and father are professors at Stanford. That connected his aunt. You know, a member of the World Economic Forum. So there were plenty of connections for sure, which may have given this kid credibility. But the fact that these big venture capital guys would give money like that and not be all over it is it speaks volumes to me about um, about the due diligence and lack of control. What's the what's but the what's the MIT connection? There's an MIT connection. He there, went too. to MIT. The kid went to MIT, right? So he oh, right. so so yeah, yeah, the kid went to MIT. Well so, I mean, you know, he's certainly smart and he certainly has got the gift of gab and he's got connections through MIT, whether it's classmates like he said. Uh, he was living there in the Bahamas in some penthouse with uh, a bunch of his classmates that were all working at FTX, all MIT kids working at FTX. Uh, uh, and so it's just amazing to me, you know, like when I watch this unfold. Now look I don't know what it's going to do. I think there's more bodies to be exposed still. Gary Gensel is going to come out and speak tomorrow. Clearly, probably about about you know the regulation that that it needs. But I think there's more there's more bodies to fall. I don't think this is necessarily over yet. I think it's put a real dent into the you know the crypto community. But certainly, the crypto enthusiasts are going to stand up now and say, "No, no, no! This is the best thing that happened to us. We're going to weed out the bad players. We're going to come back come back stronger than ever." Yeah, okay, let's go with that, right? Well, the idea of you know? why, why the people who, you know, I don't know, I guess I'll be blunt. How stupid do they think we are? If only it was regulated. We've, we've, had, we've had places that were regulated that were just as bad. Why? why Agreed. Why, Enron, was, Enron was regulated. Look yeah. what happened there. Bernie right? Madoff. Yeah. were all regulated. Look what happened there. It seems to me, um, Kenny, where you and I are, you know, Let's put this way: We're old exchange dogs. We like the separation of the the uh, brokerage firms and the customers from the exchanges. Every right. time, every time you have a problem with that, read Bernie Madoff. Every time you combine the two, you get a problem. It seems right. to me. So, but what just in, in, in sort of common sense, I don't know when they left Chicago. But wasn't that a was, wasn't that a tripwire for most people? You're going to leave the United States for the Bahamas. Well, well, you would think it would be a tripwire, but see, I don't, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how much of that. Like, I don't know, I don't know enough about that to know. But yes, it would seem to me that if you're leaving the United States to go set up in the Bahamas, there's got to be a reason you're doing it, and it's got to be more than just you like the weather and you want to live in the Caribbean, right? Yeah, I. Uh, but you have a combination of being an alleged exchange, somehow yeah. being a brokerage firm, and having customer yeah. money. Yeah, and oh, by the right. way, you're issuing your issuing your own tokens, which essentially are stock. Yeah. 
And which is a whole, which is, by the way, a whole other thing I don't understand because he issued these tokens and then he traded one at a ridiculous price, which apparently raised, you know, his valuation and everybody bought into it as if this FTC token was, you know, going to take over the world. Well, it, it seemed a little bit odd to me. I never got involved with, with that. You know, do I own Bitcoin and Ethereum? Yes. Am I, am I owning any more at the moment? No. Is it big enough that it's going to destroy my portfolio? Not really. Um, so I'm not necessarily worried about it, but I never get into that, you know, where, where they were where they were lending out Bitcoins and people were earning 40% uh, on their money. And, you know, it was ridiculous, right? If it sounds too good, it is too good. And, uh, and so this this just proves that, right? Think about all the people that, you know, lost a lot of money. Well, a Ken, lot I, of money. I heard rumors that people on the leverage were paying a tenth of a percent a day. So there was... Yeah. But I, I think when you look at all these... These uh, I use the term where people think are arcane rules. I mean, yeah. you you and I, even if we run a, a drip program, yeah. At some point, if we're going to issue stock to people, we either have to go out and buy it in the market to give it to them, or we have to put right. through another. What do they call it when you, when you issue more stock? We need to go through another stock issuance procedure. Yeah. This guy, yeah. what he was doing, I mean, but look at what you just said. Uh, the the the, the FTT. The, the, co- the coin I, I look at all these things in the morning I only, I only give the Bitcoin price there's like eight of them there how do I know any of these yeah, things yeah. ever trade or, or they're worth anything I mean uh, I, I agree uh, a thousand which is why the only two I ever got involved in were Bitcoin and Ethereum that's it I didn't get on the road with doggy coin and Milan on Litecoin and this coin and that coin and kitty cat coin and all that other crap um, I just didn't but uh, I, I think it's just I think it I think it speaks to that Herd mentality, right? That that you know, like, did you see that that commercial going around? The one with uh, Tom Brady and his wife, yeah, yeah. and they were he did an FTX commercial, and it shows how he picked up the phone. He said, "Yeah, I'm in, I'm in." And all these people just follow him because it's Tom Brady. So if he's doing it, it must be smart. So he just follow. Um, and 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 it's that herd mentality that is really amazing. Well, I mean, you and I, like I said, we've been the idea of me sending a check to some firm in the Bahamas. I, yeah, it would ever, that would never even cross my mind. But the, the weird part is, what is it about people? Same thing with the Bernie Madoff thing. They were a hedge fund. Yeah. They were a hedge fund. My brother's still pissed at this because we're still paying. They ended up covering. Now, when you're a hedge fund, just so people know, it's a carve out of the uh, 33 and the 34 Securities Acts that allow people to not have a a registration for a new, essentially, place when they're going out to get investors. I mean, it's a long story, but that's the Cliff Notes version, isn't it, Kenny? And in order for you to do right. that, everybody in there has to be a, a, an accredited investor. you got to have enough money. you got to either, what, a quarter million dollars you made this year or a million dollars in liquid debt, whatever it is. So the idea is you're big enough to hire your own attorney, you're, but you're big enough to do this yourself, and you don't want any regulation. Correct. So as soon as something happens, where are the regulators? They were nowhere. You didn't want them. Suck it up, you lost. And this thing here, I don't want any re- Why all of a sudden now are people demand? The reason why people are in this is because they don't want any regulation. Why should our people? Why should Gensler even get involved? Other than the fact they should have been watching it and finding out how much damage it can do to the rest of the economy. You know, what well, I think that yeah. And so I think he gets caught with his pants down too, and now that's going to be the decision. Is it right now? He's got to figure out where where, where the tentacles go. Like Lehman. Remember how Lehman's tentacles ended up being global. Now, I don't suspect this is going to be like that at all. But it is. That there are other bodies to you know that, that are going to fall, and I think that's part of where Gensel's going to go now with this, right? There's going to be individual people 
a lot of it in basketball. Some people are getting paid in this stuff. I mean, I'm talking about Bitcoin. I'm assuming that Bitcoin may not be able to hang in there, but hopefully I'm wrong there. But, I mean, these guys spent $190 million to baseball. By the way, is, is, are you, is Polkari Enterprises going to be the new thing on the Empire jersey? I bet it's going to be cheap. <laughs> they no, spent, uh, well, they, they, they did the Miami Heat Stadium, right? They did the Cal Bears football stadium. Yeah. They, they spent, yeah. I think I sent around something. I don't know if I, if I sent it to you. Maybe you it was, it's like four or $500 million in sponsorships in the last couple of years. I hear you. That's a lot of and, dough. And on, top that, on top of that, he was giving money away left and right, becoming the new philanthropist that everybody on top of the hill, by the way, thought he was the greatest thing going. Oh, look at him. He's so generous. He's so philanthropic. He's giving the Democrats all this money. He's giving all this money away. Are you kidding me? Well, I think the basic was... They're issuing more of the FTTs, so if, if you had a million dollars there, they were they were borrowing half a year dough to lend it out to people to buy more bitcoins or whatever, and they were they were the collateral they were giving you was these FTTs, correct? So right. you you actually plus if the FTTs went up, I think you got a little bit of piece of the up. So I think the people who were lending the money out, I think I think they were all for it. It wasn't like he did it on a sly. I don't think. I mean, yeah. I, you know more about it than me, but. I think the, I think everybody was in it. Everybody, I, this is great. I'm getting interested. Oh, by the way, I'm getting these FTTs, and they're going up every day. Yeah, great. Well, just, no, I think it's completely. I think it's completely you know disconnected. And I think now that you know Gensler, I think and I don't know what he's going to talk about, but my guess is he, this is clearly going to be part of what he talks about, and maybe the risk of the system, and then what needs to happen. I would, but we'll see. Well, last last time, a couple of my 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 sage gang. I think by the end of the day, it's going to be bigger than Enron. Do you? Um, well, that's an interesting thought. Bigger than Enron, because Enron was pretty big. Yeah. But Enron was also 20 years ago, right? More than 20 years ago. Well, um, I mean, in, in terms of the tentacles, I mean, there's a lot of people, I think, that we've, we've seen on TV that were in, in on this huge. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Mikey Novogratz and, and, and Scaramucci, both of them getting on CBC, telling you got to put everything in that into fix. Oh, yeah. you got to yeah. put everything in that into Cryptos. Now they've gone. You know they've gone suddenly quiet. Uh, I haven't seen one of them on TV since this this hit the tape. Uh, Scaramucci went down there and came back. And when he got off the plane, he looked like he was white as a ghost. I don't think anybody okay. had any idea. Even the people who went in there that were supposedly going to take him over, I don't think any idea that this. That they said in, inside the company there were only three or four people. You know, the scary part of this, well, there's a lot of scary parts. But I was at the the, the day Bear Stearns went under. Um, yeah. Take two seconds to give the story. Actually, it was on to the, went to the Economic Club of Chicago dinner as a guest of the late Jim Tyree of Mesro, one of the nicest, brightest men I've ever met. Died too young. Uh, and that was a day, in, or Bear Stearns runner. He goes, It's really a horrible day, so I'd rather talk about you. He said, Some of my best friends work at, at Bear Stearns. All their, their 401k was heavily loaded with Bear Stearns stock. So these guys lost their job, their retirement. And you know, basically, they all had a lot of Bear Stearns stock too, and their and their four hundred one ks. Oh, I mean, their own personal accounts, all in the same day, because these guys are just screwed. Allegedly, yeah. I was reading last night that the Enron employees, only maybe four or five, maybe much as ten, maybe not even that many in the company, even knew this was going on. All the other guys are loaded up with Bitcoin stock and 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 money in the, in this place, and I think nobody's going to get a dime, Kenny. Out of that place. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to die either. All right, bud, take care of yourself. We'll talk at you next week. 
Uh, SP futures up 38, NASDAQ futures up 179. Be right back, Professor Elsner. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time to gain for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Hear ye, hear ye! The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control! Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. There's something happening here. Lone one base and Jacks. I'm Tom Howell. We have Weber on the board. SP Futures up 40 now. And the SF Futures are 188. And I, I, I'm still curious about this Home Depot Walmart thing from last night. Last 20 minutes, we were up all day, and all of a sudden we started slipping, slipping, slipping. And we we're actually down 30 some in the spoo. So we're up, but we're not really up that much from uh, 130, say. Uh, so the two stacks that drop were the two stacks of earnings this morning. Home Depot drops 8 bucks, Walmart drops 4 from where they were trading. So somebody thinks something leaked somewhere, I guess. So Home Depot is now down another seven. So whoever the somebody was must have been right. Walmart, not so right. Stock's now up nine, which is up five from where the whole thing sort of started, maybe six. And uh, I'm going to say Walmart was 142, then immediately was 138, now it's 148. So it's it's kind of crazy stuff. And you you, you kind of wonder, everybody, everything, everybody wants the edge. That's the... Uh, Everyone wants the angle, as they say. I just say, you know, that's the way Hale is. He always wants the angle when he does his uh, his uh, speaking and his research and stuff. He wants an angle, right, Hal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have plenty of angles because I grew up, uh, you know, we didn't have enough money to buy shorts and T-shirts in the summertime, so my brothers and I ran around our farm with whitey tidies. Oh God! <laughs> so I have I have plenty of research angles. I I uh, that's what I do. I research. Uh, Policies that affect people like uh, the little boy that I was, right, and the, the family that I had. Speaking of uh, whitey tidies, does the Mormon religion still sell the underwear to everybody? Yeah, my uh, grandpa was—he's a funny old guy. Uh, he was a retired farmer, but he couldn't—he couldn't take the farmer out of him because when he was like seventy or seventy-five, he'd wake up at five in the morning to get on his lawn tractor to uh, pull the uh, hoses around his four acres of grass and because uh, he had to he had to change the water and he'd be wearing his Mormon underwear with his irrigating boots it was quite the scene oh god is there, are they they at least price can, can you imagine buying your underwear from the church maybe no I cannot um were they, are they at least good underwear oh it was well he wore the one piece so oh, it looked like uh, grandpa from the Waltons oh god the union suit <laughs> 
We went to. It, went down, it, it goes. It goes down just above your knee. Oh, and, all right. Uh, it's a reminder that uh, uh, you know you shouldn't play around with fire, kind of thing, right? Oh. You, you're wearing it. It's kind of kind of hard to get out of. It's that uh, thing that says, "I don't think you should be engaged in this activity that you're about ready to engage in." If you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the first time I I ever saw people like wearing that stuff. My brother talks me into going, me and a, and a buddy of mine, <laughs> who ends up, you know, we ended up going to grad school in Notre Dame where I went to the University of Chicago, but we, we decided, so Dan graduates undergrad or whatever, it wasn't, we, whatever, whatever time it was, he talks into going up canoeing in Quetico. If ever, anybody's ever been up there, it's a, it's kind of a primitive wilderness. And there's a, a U.S. side where you can have little motors and stuff, but once you get into the Canadian side, there's no motors, there's nothing, it's all canoes. I mean, you're going to canoe. So we actually went through customs in a canoe, right? So the, uh, wow. yeah, well, the <clears throat> so we go up there early. My brother had always gone in the summer because Marist High School had guys that went up there and, uh, you know, a couple of teachers went and they went and, I mean, it's a cool thing. And so he was almost a, a, an instructor and he became an expert canoeist and used to these 30-mile races and stuff. And we had to do, you know, portage five and six. Anyway, the three of us go up there. So early in the year, we didn't even realize the ice had been off the water for like a week. So let's just say the water is... So you bring your <coughs> your ivory soap, because it floats, right? So if you want to go in the lake and take a bath, you got to have ivory or else you lose the soap, basically. So, <laughs> well, I did that once. Hey, so, that's, it's, it's awesome soap to take with you on a camping trip. Yeah, well, because you can, you can always find it. Well, the problem is the water is like 34 degrees. And I, I did that one night, and I'm going, wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't working. I, mean, I, I was like trying to wash the top of the goosebumps, you know, type of thing. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, we spent... Well, my brother, my brother uh, he goes, we were on the Snake River about May, and he had a boat, and he goes, I'll jump in. It's really, it feels real good. I jump in, and it's freaking snow melt, and he oh, yeah. takes off in the boat. <laughs> oh, it's good to have brothers. So, so we end up, of course, he brings his fishing stuff, and none of the fish are even in the lake yet. They're all in the river, so we got the wrong stuff. So we catch like two fish. So good thing we brought enough salami and everything else. Anyway, we make it back. We didn't see a soul. So one other, one other group, and they're pulling water fish out like there's no tomorrow. And I go, hey, how's the fish? And we're like, oh great. We we, we had two stinking fish. Um, anyway, I'm, I don't know how to fish. So, so we make it back into town and we, we go back to the you know give all our stuff back to the guy we rented everything from. And he's supposed to have showers in there. Well, showers didn't work. So he said, you got to go to this. His bathhouse, and I'm thinking, what the hell's that? Oh, yeah, but up there, it's it, it's a regular bathhouse. It's not what you would expect in a big city. And so we go yeah. over there. You or should, in Rome. Oh, you should have seen these guys. <laughs> I mean, you should, you're taking a shower, and all the, there's pine needles going by. There. The guys are washing off themselves, and like, I mean, these guys literally are out in the in the area. They live outdoors or in some little cabin and come in like once a month. And you see all these union suits hanging on pegs, and I'm going. And they're talking about the, one of the, somebody's goat gave birth, and I'm going, I'm, I'm in the, kind of the wrong place here. <clears throat> but you know what? It felt good to get a well, shower. They would have just converted you with niceness. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they were the nicest people ever, but, man, oh, man, talk about different parts of different worlds. I mean, <clears throat> I mean you know, and I'm sure they're probably happy to this day. But I'm sitting there, I see all these union suits hanging on the wall. Well, it must be cold out there. But uh, yeah. anyway, so what do you make? What, what, is, what is your idea of? The, the election, obviously, is not news, because the deal was if the Democrats won, we're going to go in a rat hole. We aren't. Uh, this FTX is, is stunning, but people's call to regulate something that they wanted to go to because it was unregulated. Uh, 
and we're trying to rally the market, and we're we've got the Fed pinned in a corner because of those numbers. Now we're going to have the PPI here in a little bit. Those numbers the other day were not that good. Uh, no, I don't think. But first of all, they reported 0.3, and the number is 0.4. I don't know how, how did that happen. Maybe look at the, the yeah. The, it's kind of funny too. Uh, right after the election happened. Uh, Gas prices were about three forty a gallon in New York City, and now every gas station is about is pushing four well, in the wake of the election. And then on top of that, what I found it really interesting is uh, after the New York City debate or the New York State debate between Hochul and uh, Lee Zeldin, uh, where she said, uh, "Why do you keep talking about crime?" Uh, I started seeing planes close, or I started seeing. Uniformed police officers, kind of like sprinkled, kind of a little bit in the subway system. And then, if you look at the counties where the where uh, you look at increase in Republican votes versus increases in Democrat votes, even though New York is a heavy uh, Democrat uh, state, county by county, you saw a red wave. But if the red wave wasn't big enough because it has to be a tsunami in New York, New York State, right? So. If you look at it county by county and increases in Republican votes relative to the increase of Democrat votes, it's red, different shades of red. So the day after the election, I see on those subway banners inside the cars, those little streamers that tell you which could be the next stop, I start seeing things like NYPD is on the train. And then every place I go in the subway stations, I see at least two cops working together, and then I see him on the trains. So the good news is, even though Zeldin didn't beat Hochul and get rid of the zero-cash bail, she heard the voters, and I think she called up Garner and said, hey, you can put uniformed police officers in the subway. So I think that's the thing I was voting on. I wanted to see police officers in these subway stations, and I want to see the end of this ridiculous thing called zero-cash bail. Well, that's uh, it's it's interesting. I, I wish you were uh, in Chicago because I would bring you to my my conclave on Wednesday night that I fortunately am invited to, which is a few judges and a bunch of attorneys, different group, different guys come every week. But they are convinced that this thing is going to totally. Um, well, Matt knows one of the guys lives on our. Well, Matt used to live with, in the same block, uh, and uh, he claims that the, it's going to told me totally different than what people think. None of these guys are going to get out. They're, they're, they're going to hold are you talking about, uh are you, are you talking about the Bitcoin space? No, I'm talking about the, 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 space no, I'm talking about the, the cash bail thing. Oh, nice. That's good, yeah. I mean, they're not going to do it? Well, I mean, no, we, we just passed that here in Illinois. Oh, okay. In order to the state did. Now they're trying to fix it a little bit, but here, here, here here's the here's the, the, the issue, um, you know, is it I mean, I don't know how it is in New York, but I'll tell you how it is here that I that I see, and tell me how, what the similarities are. I mean, it's all every all this stuff ties together. I mean, and that's really the reason why I do this show is to kind of tie stuff together. That most people don't think does the COVID situation. Well, it all ties together, man. Yeah. It, it just does. But the COVID situation they can't be this stupid, right? They can't be this stupid. Well, we we did the the COVID situation had uh, had no criminal jury trial for like two years or something like that, a year and a half or whatever. So all these people are just in jail. And, and uh, you know, COVID's hitting the jail, and some people in there for nonviolent crimes, and, and, and some people can make bail, some people can't. 
but we all know that there's people in there that, that don't need to be let out. We, we, we get that part. And the cash bail system, and if you and I were to go through it, we probably would find some problems with it. But then the, 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 the do-gooders, lack of a better term, come on and start talking about, well, look at all you know, the black people that can't make bail and the white people can. And I'm thinking, how, out of all the carjackings in the last two weeks, how many more white people? Like none. Well, also, you know, you know. there's a lot of white people that can't make bail too. Oh, sure, sure. They're, the ones, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but 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 here's the other issue: is that one of our buddies, I mean, one of Matt and my good buddies, is a defense attorney. He's been one forever. Criminal defense gets all the crummy cases, and he and he wins all the time because he says they can't. The the, the normal criminal justice system that you see on TV is totally broken. If they don't have, I mean, every everybody, you know. Uh, tries to castigate this this Kim Fox and you know and ready to throw her out on the street. I'm not a fan, but she understands all she does is lose, and the reason why she loses is because if you don't have a uh, a video or DNA evidence, you lose because if you got a trial for two years or some guy sitting in the jail or a girl, most usually a guy, the the, the witnesses are not around. The witnesses can't remember what they said. So what they're doing now is they're, they're taking videos of the grand jury. And you can't use that as direct evidence, but you can play it next to the witness, which says, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I didn't see anybody. And all of a sudden the, the grand jury will say, I saw that guy. <laughs> you know, so they're, they're trying to do stuff to mitigate. He said, but the whole idea that people come in there and accuse somebody, I saw Hal shooting out of that car, Two years later, you're not around. You're not here. You moved. You got shot. I mean, the whole the whole thing is falling apart. It's not it's not just the cash bail, but I mean, if you can't convict these people, how long are you gonna leave them in there? Three years? Well, well, there was a guy in New York that was uh, caught with like twenty thousand fentanyl pills. Yeah, right. And that stuff can addict you in a heartbeat. Oh sure. And if you have a couple of those things, it can actually kill you, right? And New York, the uh, New York police. Um, booked them, and I think they released them uh, immediately. I mean, I, I mean, are they thinking that he's going to not do it ever again? Oh, it's not. Or is he headed back to Mexico to get twenty thousand more fentanyl pills? Well, we, we've had how many people here, Manny? That uh, well, it's hard to even tell how because they don't arrest anybody. Matter of fact, two weeks ago, I was sitting there with the the lawyers, and they go, "We had thirty shootings last week, and not one arrest. How do you get any business?" Well, the, the Chicago police don't arrest anybody because no. they know if they arrest no, they don't know who they are. They're, shooting they're, people, they're going to let them out the next day. They don't know who they are. Why, why even just go get your donut? Just go get your donut and let people shoot each other. That's that, that, I think I think that's intentional because they, then they can say, "Look at gun violence, right?" And the next thing is they're they're going to let this gun these shootings happen, which are probably illegal guns in Chicago and New oh, York, sure. not. They want these gun shootings to happen, so they can say. They can fan this outrage because oh, they don't care about they're, they're not, they're not, being shot. They're not dead. And then they can say, hey, we need to take everybody's guns because look at all this gun nah, violence. They're, they're, right? they're, they're not that, that's, they're not that organized. I mean, the, here in yeah. Chicago, I mean, two days ago, there were, well, actually, the three people who got shot in, uh, in Charlottesville, uh, in Virginia. We, we had, yeah. we had, we had the yeah. and in the last two weeks, we've had, how many, Maddie? Ten shootings of three people or more? We don't even get national news anymore. The young girl. Well, I think what, I think what's going on is the red states have gotten redder and the blue states have gotten bluer. And I, I saw I, I read a re, uh, an article about how Republicans got five million more votes than Democrats on House races. 
and the House is barely going to tilt maybe Republican, you know, 2020, 2019 Republicans well, to what? We'll get used to it. 16, the Republicans lose the, the Democrats, pro- right? The pro- Republicans lose but I think what's I think what's happened is COVID basically shook everybody up, and people who were conservative in red states are now living in Tennessee, Florida, Texas, and they came out and vote in droves, and you had the, the popular vote in the House was heavy Republican, but there was not enough Republicans left in, in like a place like California, Illinois, or Pennsylvania, or New York to cause a red wave. It, like I said, it has to be a red tsunami now. It has to be so bad that uh, Democrats will... I mean, the crime has to be so bad, right? And the inflation has to be really bad where they're like, Democrats are going to vote for... They're going to they're gonna have to vote for the Republicans. Well, the, right? but the whole, idea, the whole idea that Republicans are, are manly men and they deal with these people harder, you know. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't buy it. You can't buy that. I mean, that's a bunch yeah. of... I mean, there, there are yeah. real serious issues, and I, and I don't know what the... I was never... God, I'm no law and order guy, but I'll tell you what, I am now, because I, I, will, I will say this. The people who are... People who are regular, the person has a right... To have a gun and shoot people, I guess. The guy, or there's also other people who have a right to not get shot. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I think I, I agree with that 100. Uh, I don't think you have a right to commit any violence on anybody. No, if you're committing violence on somebody, then if we have a law enforcement system, if you commit violence against somebody, you shouldn't be let out of jail the next day. No, I. But we have th- this drug thing. I, I don't even think we want to know the the depths of it. Hell, I mean, there's a. A lot of homeless people, not, not so much in the loop anymore, maybe. You don't have to go far, right? You go a couple blocks out there, somewhere they're all over the place. Well, there's a, there's a group of three people, and I, I saw this lady one day. I had to run an errand, so it was the middle of the day. And she's, say, African-American. It's, it's not like somebody drinks too much and can stop drinking. This lady, I don't know what in God's name she did earlier, what her mother did when she... She's like 4'10". Got a full face, actually a very pretty face, and the rest of her is totally emaciated. It doesn't even look like an adult. Yeah. And she's got two guys that are kind of with her that are all like five, six, maybe 120 pounds. What in God's name? You know, teeth are. are I, I, I bet they're not in their. I bet they're in their 30s. Yeah, I mean, you, the, the I don't damage know if you saw that video that Mexico's playing to citizens about don't use drugs. They're videotaping zombies doing drugs in downtown Philadelphia. I mean, these are these kids are literally zombies. But you can't, there's no... They're walking around like the zombies in that but Netflix but they're show. Te- they're, crazy. They're, I mean, they're in their 30s, their, their teeth are falling. It's not like you yeah. smoke a little too much dope and you, and you stop doing it, where you really don't have a... I, mean, I don't think you have much of a problem physically. Same thing with, with alcohol, unless you kill yourself in a car or something. But, I mean, this other stuff, it's... You're, I, and yet we don't see where there's no, there's no answer. There's not even an attempt to gather... Oh, there's an answer. The reason why people do that is because there's this deep, dark hole in their soul, and they got to fill it up, man. Or you're, some people do it with Jesus, some do it with drugs, some do it with alcohol. My mom did it with alcohol. She poured vodka in her soul. She was empty inside. She committed a 20-year suicide the way she drank alcohol. It was pretty sad. I'm still, I'm still reconciling my anger over her 20 years suicide with that well, the alcohol that she was drinking it was just unbelievable what she drank in a day and I she had this whole and she was she was a 
she was a hurt girl. She was she was a harm girl. She was uh, abandoned twice before the age of two. Her older brother died in college in a freak uh, floating accident on the Snake River. Whoa. Her mo- her adopted mom and dad shut down emotionally and had no love. She got bucked off a horse. Had no front teeth. She was wearing her flipper until she was twenty two. And on that horse accident, she had a big scar from the middle of her chest to the her belt line. Whoa. And it made being intimate with young men difficult. Um, so she was just she was damaged goods, and she had this hole in her soul, and uh, she drank it away. She drank she filled it up with vodka. It was it was pretty sad. Well, that's but I'm still upset with her, I, and I shouldn't be, but I am. Well, my, my family, some of them smoked themselves to death. But they all came out of the war, and it's all... Yeah, my mom did the same yeah. thing. Yeah, my, my mom and my stepfather, you walk into their house, I was the only non-smoker in that house. And you walk in there on a Saturday night, and the smoke level was three, level, three feet above the floor. And wow. I would crawl on the carpet to get into my room. It was, it was really bad. bad. Well, and, but they, they were given those things for free when they were in the war. We thought they were going to die the next day, yeah. so what's the difference? And they become... But I, some, I there, there's a point here, you know, and economically, this is what, you know, if I could clone myself, what I would, I would like to, to write, because nobody, nobody, I think I know the conclusions. Um, of course, you don't want to start a research when you think you already know the conclusions. That's probably bad, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, that, unfortunately, that's how a lot of research is done. That these guys that publish in these top journals, they have PhD candidates, they have a team of PhD candidates, they'll run a thousand regressions, and they'll pick the eight that tell the story that they want told. But I think and if that's you... That's happens at the PhD level. But I think... I, I'll make it a, uh, kind of a synonym here. If you're a company that has a... a, a, a you know, if you're a, a CEO that has a three-year lifespan and you just want to make as much money as you can, it's probably worth it to you and your bonus to pour your crap, basically, in the river and figure you're not going to get caught for three years. F- have some really good quarters and have some really good bonuses and get the hell out and move to Monte Carlo or someplace and date great Yeah, kids. hey, hey, no. Richard Cantillon. Yeah. The economist working with John Law in the first uh, first bubble created by the Europe's first central banker, John Law. He did that. He was telling he was telling John Law, dude, uh, this is not this is a bubble, man. And John Law's like, you won't say anything or I'll have you beheaded. So Richard Cantillon, the first economist ever murdered, he sells his Positions, and he escapes to Italy, where his head can't be removed. Right, and then we have the bubble collapse, right? The Mississippi bubble collapse. So, <laughs> this, well, this whole story, uh, uh, this is an old story, right? Well, but you end up the central bank prints much money, causes an inflation, and then the bubble pops. Well, what I'm saying is, is, is if but if you're there for a long period of time, you realize that cleaning up after the mess is more expensive than if you just didn't make the mess in the first place. So, But I'm saying with, yeah. the, with, the, but with these people in, in Chicago, I mean, I, I, obviously I'm Chicago-centric, which in some ways is good, some ways not so good. It's good because you learn about people, right? But, uh, I, I love the new phrase I heard not too long ago about Chicago. We, don't want, we want nobody that nobody sent. Nobody what? We want nobody that nobody sent. We want nobody that nobody sent. <laughs> if nobody sent you, we don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> you can be sent by somebody, or else, or else get the hell out. But I mean, but you have all these these homeless issues. Now, years ago, we closed a mental place. What, what do you call it? A mental place? Not, I won't say asylum. It's a politically. I just did, but whatever. We, there was a mental home in Tinley, a real big place. 
where they kind of took care of people. I don't know if they had rehab or what they did, but it was at least there was a place where there was care of some kind and, and I think some sort of help. Now, we have all these people. How many homeless? Manny, what do you, how many homeless do you think we have? 15,000, 20? I mean, the, the only solution to me is to come up with, with people, to get on the L one day with all the people that are sleeping on there, say, all right, everybody who's sleeping, get off. We're getting off at this station. We're going someplace. And we're going to interview everybody, and we're going to say, could you work tomorrow if we had a job for you? The answer for it might be 25% just got in that mess, just lost their job or something. The answer might be yes. Well, it'll take a shower, a couple of weeks. I don't think it started eight hours a day. There's like four or five tracks here. Some people are totally messed up. They need to be somewhere. They need to be at Tinley or someplace like that. You need you need to go through this thing and figure out who's savable, who's not, have places for everybody to go other than the L. It's just not an option. Under the bridge is not an option. These are people. You can't just do that to people. They actually, they actually handed out winter tents here in some of the places. That, that's yeah. no solution. But I'm saying, and everybody's going to say that costs way too much money. My feeling is, if you just let this get bigger and bigger, and all these people do whatever it is they do, and all the pros, person by person, i got to believe in the end, if you don't do anything, the cost is going to be way more. This is not, this is not a... A, a, a moral Catholic decision. This is—it's an economic decision to deal with it now. Whatever, whatever you can spend today, it's got to be cheaper than six months from now or five years from now. I, in my opinion, now I'd love to be able to prove well, that. I, well, I think uh, I think what's going on is uh, there's the guys that vote on the D team, and there's the guys that vote on the R team. And I think what's going on is they want. The, the people that are pulling the strings, the, the puppet masters in the, in the background, wanted to get so bad that the D's will elect some guy that's going to fix it, make the trains run on time, and the R's are going to get so fed up that they're going to vote for somebody that's going to fix it, make the trains run on time. And if anybody knows what I'm talking about when I say make the trucks run on time, that's Mussolini. Right. They're going to vote for somebody like this, right? And that guy's going to go in and bulldoze and establish uh, an autocracy. Right. Because democracies always collapse in, in autocracy, right? They always turn into dictatorships because a democracy, unlike a constitutional republic, uh, and that's why, they, that, that's why they say democracy instead of constitutional republic, because they want a democracy, and they want outrage to be so bad that the R's will vote for their tyrant, or the D's will vote for their tyrant, and then whoever wins that long-term uh, battle, which is a, a story that repeats several times in history, then we're going to get we're going to get somebody that is maybe at first that first one will be like a, a father, right, a loving father, but then the guy that replaces him, the Stalin type or the Kim Jong Un type, man, the fist is going to come out. It's going to punch in the face, and we're not well. going to like it. Well, that's if you if you read. They're going to break here, but if when most people read about Adolf Hitler, they read about the last six or seven years and the unconscionable things that he did. I would I would really direct people to read about the first five or six years when Germany was in about as worse shape as anybody could possibly get, and he made the streets safe for people to walk down. And yeah, people, and that's what people are going to yeah, vote for. They're going to get yeah. so outraged. And people, the, the R is going to vote for their R, and the D is going to vote for their D, and that R and D is, is going to be a guy that makes the trains run on time. He was a total madman, but he made uh, 
I listened, we got a break here, but one of the guys, I listened to this panel of people that said, what made him so popular? And one of the German guys, and this, I'm sure they're all dead with on this panel a few years ago, he said, if, if the dude would have got assassinated in 1938 or 39 before he invaded anybody, he would have been by far the best uh, ruler in the 20th century. He brought those guys out of recession. He made, you couldn't walk down the street. Now, granted, he did it in ways that we... We forget about it. He had the brown shirts that would beat up the guys that would beat up you. So his gang essentially yeah. took took control. Then guess what? They became the policemen, right? So I mean, yep. it's it, we're, we're we're headed that way here, and we don't know it. I don't I don't quite get it. SP futures up seventy now, and NASDAQ futures up three ten. We just can't stop this market here. We're not sure why, but we can't. Be right back, stocks and jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howe, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome back to Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Howell, Smith Weber on the board. It's we're gleeful here in the market. We're gleeful that Walmart could raise prices enough to still make money when everybody else is suffering. But is that negative or, not, or enough money or what? That's what we. It's kind of what. It's essentially what they're saying. It's the guy from Kellogg said, "SP futures up 76 now, and Nasdaq futures up 356. These are huge numbers. Dow futures up 179 uh, over in Europe. We've got. We should be rallying here too. We weren't earlier, but I bet we are now. Uh, DAX is now up 24. It was unchanged earlier. So 0.17. What's he up 9.12? Now they're going into austerity. The guy just came out with a budget, raise taxes and less spending. So they actually want to get 
their fiscal house in order. Here, we don't seem to care about that at all. Kekaron up 38.6%. Easy money, we just love. Renasia, Nikkei up 26.1%. Shanghai up 51.6%. Hang Seng up 723, 4.1%. Many, I hope you bought this at 14.5 last week. They're almost 18.5. That's 4,000 bucks. What is it, 35% in a week? That is, that is an incredible. Uh, now, you know, they've had some, obviously, the COVID, they relaxed some of the COVID stuff, which was really sitting at Hong Kong, so there's reasons for it, but that's a, that's a big number. Uh, Ten-year, down nine basis points, 3.77. We're going back to, a lot of people think we're going back to 1%, and all the stuff's going to be to the moon again. We'll see. Uh, Bund minus 10 basis points, 2.05. As they're supposed to be doing austerity, I don't know how that gets together. Uh, Japan unchanged at 0.24. Oil, down a buck on nine, 84.78. was over 90 a week ago. Uh, Brent down a dollar, 92.12. Natural gas up four cents, 5.97. Back under six bucks, but barely. Uh, gold up 230, 17.79. Silver down a dime, 22 bucks. Uh, again, up from the 19 and a half it was a couple weeks ago. This stuff is all over the place. Uh, copper down a penny, 381. We've got Bitcoin now up 732, but still under 17,000, 16,987. And we've got the U.S. dollar uh, getting getting uh, hammered here this morning. The pound, uh, the, the pound is up to 1.20 almost, and the, uh, the euro is up almost to 1.05. So, uh, Dower has really been sinking this week. Um, anyway, that's where we at. That's where we are. Traffic Weather Sports next. 37 minutes past the hour. Good morning once again to everyone out there. We're starting to see travel times really build out there with this uh, rain and snow mix that we've had coming down for the past few hours and which will continue uh, on and off throughout the day today. Uh, but that earlier crash on the Eisenhower at US 20 on the inbound side is all clear, so that's good news. Uh, and there are no other accidents to report on any of the expressways, which is also good news. But we're seeing significant delays on the Edens and Kennedy especially, and traffic uh, steadily building on the Eisenhower, Stevenson, and all of your south side expressways. Off the expressways, there's a crash at 1st Avenue and 43rd Street. And then out west, uh, it looks like Lake Street, which is US 20 on the eastbound side between Naperville Road and Horizon Drive. Um, is closed due to a crash. This is in northwest suburban Bartlett. Uh, eastbound Lake is closed at Naperville Road due to that crash uh, that happened uh, about 30 minutes ago. But everything else looking good out there. Weather today, like I mentioned, uh, rain, snow mix on and off throughout the day. A high of just 40. Right now it is flurrying and 35 degrees downtown. For our Phoenix listeners, partly cloudy with a high of 71. Right now it's clear and 43. In sports, Blackhawks were shut out at home last night by the Hurricanes 3-0. Bulls were off last night. They're back in action tomorrow night down in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Suns played last night. They lost to the Heat 113-112. And in Monday Night Football, it was the Washington Commanders upsetting the Eagles in Philadelphia 32-21. Is the first Eagles loss of the season. Chief. Um, I forgot to mention that also one of the reasons why we're up this much, the PPI came in at... Uh, uh, 0.6 versus a potential 0.8. So the PPI number kind of came on the heels of the CPI number, which was lighter than people thought. I've got uh, final demand goods um, up 0.6%. This is in the month, which is a lot. Uh, and the But the final demand services minus 0.01. So that's why you get down to the, the 0.05. So year over year, we've got, uh, let's see, 12 months ago we've got 8. In the, in the, in the estimate was supposed to be 8.3. Uh, unadjusted is is 5.4. I don't know where they get that, but adjusted is unadjusted is eight. Adjusted is 5.4. So I don't know how you 
Now, how do you adjust a year number? Every year is the same, right? Um, anyway, the, but the, the unadjusted is 8%. People thought it was going to be 8.3. So we've had two slightly more benign uh, government numbers in a row. Uh, my problem with this is these are government numbers. I don't believe any of them now. I, mean, I used to believe them all. Yeah. Now I don't. It's just, it's just me. Well, but you, you reported uh, services are down and goods consumer are up. goods are up. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's just because maybe people are just, instead of purchasing services, maybe they're doing them themselves, right? And so, uh, because their needs have gotten so expensive, and their and wages are down, real wages are down for like 18 straight months. Yep. Try the credit it. card is maxed out, and people are spending all this all their extra money on these needs, and they're they're they can't buy the wants and maybe services. Maybe services tend to be more wants than needs. How how far how far uh, Hal can we how far can we go with, with little pieces being pulled out from under the stool? The stuff being hit hit in the FTX. The stuff uh, we have credit card spiking last month. The the, tout, the TV touts saying don't worry, the consumer is in perfectly good shape, even though we see credit card. But there, there, is, is there a reckoning, or can we continue, well, they, or no? Is they, there, they, we can keep going. We can keep this train this train wreck going. We can extend the the actual crash. Because what maybe these banks do is bump people's credit limits up, right? So maybe they bump up their credit limits. But at some point, you can't raise a credit limit on somebody, especially when real wages have fallen for like 18 straight months. So eventually, the party, and I think I think the Fed was trying to keep this party going as long as possible. And you look at just the Bitcoin price, for example, um, I mean, it spiked right after the start of the pandemic, you know, because Trump and the Republicans rolled out their big $2 trillion or $3 trillion COVID package, and then it spiked again after Biden repeated it the following year. And then if you look at where Bitcoin is right now, Bitcoin is still up massively from the start of the pandemic, and it's, it's still up if you go back six years. It's up like uh, two or 3,000%. So... Um, you, you, the run-up in the Bitcoin and this whole fiasco of FTX, it's just, in my opinion, it's all Fed-created. The Fed creates the inflation, which people get really rich off the leverage. I heard at FTX, you could 20 times leverage. You drop $10,000 into an FTX account, you can leverage and purchase something for, uh, that's worth uh, $200,000. So you could you could do you a know, twenty times leverage at FTX. So all, and they were probably leveraging too. They were probably borrowing from the Fed or some bank at really low interest rates, right? And then he was lending. I think he lent his own company that was run by his girlfriend. Apparently, he lent that that company, which he owns. It's part of his his umbrella here. He lent them like ten billion dollars, and then he was just throwing money around left and right. I, I saw some. Uh, Propaganda that was put out by FTX, some apparent news report about him giving out a billion dollars here and a billion dollars there. Well, How I, he's I, just this I you know, you a, young person doesn't care about wealth and not. I, you look at his his uh, Bahamas uh, forty what million dollar home. I mean, he was the complete opposite of that. When, he was when, big hypocrite. When, when you go to the Bahamas, where do you build this? I was the Bahamas once. I was on the island where the, the Jordan thing is. What, well, where was uh, I? I was. I wasn't. I, was I in Nassau? I must have been. 
don't know where the hell I was. Wh- which one is where's? Is I've it? never been to the Bahamas, but I've had students that were that were born in the Bahamas, and they were really cool people. The, the place, the place that I I played I, after two days, I wanted to get out of there. I couldn't. I don't ever want to go back. I like you ever back to the Bahamas? No. Oh. I don't. I don't. I was in. Maddie, look up and see where the where the Jordan well, Bahamas, State is. Isn't that a former British colony? Because yeah. uh, the students that I had from the Bahamas were like uh, they had a kind of a British accent, and they talked about drinking tea all the time. Well, they drive on the wrong side of the road too. Come on, Nassau. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's British, yeah. yeah. What's the name of Michael Jordan? The place, the uh, was it the Latin Olympus, or what's the name of that place with the big underground Atlantis? Thing? Atlantis. Yeah, that's in Nassau, right? That's where I was. I mean, I, I, I know. Yeah, that's that where place. they play those uh, high end basketball games, right? Those right. high end college basketball games. Yeah, like preseason. Well, they, they had yeah. massive South American money there. I, I couldn't believe the the yachts and the people and the guys wearing watches that are you know God knows how much. The, the 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 stores in the Atlantis. If you go buy a pair of shoes, you better bring a G. I mean, you're not. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not for us. We're not. We're not going to LL Bean. You know. We're, I mean, it's, it's, but I mean, we're not, we're not buying our shoes on Amazon. Well, you, you, I think you could you could rent a big yacht to put. Like if we wanted to go down there for a, for a week, we could rent this huge yacht to stay on instead of staying in the, in the hotel like the schmucks. And uh, I think it was only like ten grand for a week. But if you wanted to go anywhere, it was like thirty grand to fill it up. Because oh, I don't know where would you yeah. go? Just go out for a ride. I mean, but <laughs> I guess. But if you got a yacht, I guess you'd like to leave the dock. But maybe I don't know. But is the Bahamas? Is the Bahamas like the Cayman Islands, where it's tax free? No, uh, they have their. They have the. No, you're you're in British. I think it's. You know, I'm not sure. Was we we got in and got out? Yeah. I remember Audrey telling me, "You'll love it. You'll love it." We they have this conch over there, which is what the inside of seashells or something. And uh, it stuff's delicious. So I had, I had a conch omelet. I had a conch sandwich for lunch. I was I was done with conch for the rest of my life. That was enough. I mean, what am I, what How much it cost you? Well, yeah, this was nineteen ninety. This this is uh, two thousand. This is this is how oh, bad. Okay. This is how I remember markets being too high. This, these guys did a <laughs> seminar there. You should have seen all these people that were there. They had sixty five people went down there for a seminar, and I'm you know I'm lecturing on hmm. some stuff, and uh. First of all, there's so many mosquitoes they're they're eating you in the in the in the elect in the lecture hall. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a so I, these people Micron was up to it had gone from whatever it was up to like a 99 or something. Everybody knew it had Micron. This is back when it was Micron it was Cisco. The same thing now with the fangs, right? All the fangs have taken a yeah. little shot this year. So I said at some point, when are you guys gonna going to uh, say enough is in this Micron? They go, well, it's, it's just going to keep going higher. I said, what if I were to say, it's trade 99, what if I were to say, I'll give you 120 bucks for it right now? You should have seen the hands that shut up. You're just stealing from <laughs> us. You know, you know it's really worth 150 and I go, no, I don't really know that at all. I'm just saying, is there no number? There's nothing has to happen here where you're going to roll over on a Monday morning and say enough. And the answer was essentially no. Two years later, it was six. Wow. And I, and I didn't keep track of a lot of these people, but... You just have to, I mean, you, you have to use your head with this stuff. And I, I see people. I mean, I have guys that were, in uh, that we manage money, and I don't do much of it. But I know they have a lot of Nvidia stock. Anybody who watches CNBC's got Nvidia stock. I know they got the the Premier chips. I understand it's a good company. Stock was like three something, mid threes, goes down to like one thirty eight. Now it's back to one sixty nine. There isn't a soul who's thinking about hedging it here because it came up from one thirty eight. They're being vindicated. It's on its way back to 350 where it belongs. There's not a there's not a chance of anybody wanting to do any sort of hedging, not wanting to do any kind of protecting themselves. 
of saying this is too much. There's not even a number which you can put on this stuff. Because right now, happy days are here again. The, the, the inflation has paused a little bit, which I think is BS, to be honest with you. But the, and now well, the, I think if it's paused, if, if it has paused, it's because demand is uh, dampened by yeah. the inflation that was created, right? But, I mean, but it's, it's paused, but yeah. still, nobody we know, or none of the, I mean, I know a lot of people that could, but nobody generally we know that is regular. Because I just got a, one of our listeners sent me a thing yesterday. The car pr- average car price is up from forty some thousand. It's like fifty this month. I mean, really? I mean, it, it's now it's now forty percent higher, fifty percent higher than the median income is is the average car price. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, at some point here, we don't, I don't think we have an inflation problem. Now. I think we have a price level problem. That's not going. If we stop inflation right here, you don't you don't solve anything. The prices are still what they are, which are too high. Well, I think I think there's uh, several sources of prices rising. There's the Fed creating inflation by printing too much money. Right. There's government restrictions and rules and licensing that creates artificial scarcities that push prices up demand curves. And then there's there's rules uh, that like patent laws, whatnot, that create like monopoly positions. Sure, and all these things push prices up demand curves. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons for there's banking too, right? There's this new thing going around the banking system where these big banks aren't going to finance like oil exploration, for example, right? They're debanking oil, so all that stuff creates an artificial scarcity that pushes prices up demand curves. So uh, prices going to you know I don't know why people think higher prices is good and why deflation. It's bad. If, I mean, if you, if you, I, I want prices to fluctuate. I want them to go kind of up and down, so we know where to, uh, we, we we know where opportunity is. And when you have this goal of stable prices, to me, that's the macroeconomic version of setting prices in a market. Well, we have we have had this price bubble. It's going to be there even if the inflation stops. But what's, what ends up happening is we don't... We well, created so much money that it's still yeah, there. It's still washing around, right? Well, no, I, I honestly think that the, that, the, that the push behind it is just is, is sort of stopped. But the stuff is just too high. I mean, you have yeah. a, a 35%, in my opinion, bulging inflation since we started this mess three years ago. And you've had basically a 8 to 10% rise in average salaries. So... You've got a twenty five. Well, to me, it's like that. It's like that big wave in Interstellar. Yeah. Right. You you see it from a distance, and you're like, because they created all this new money, right? The can't COVID pandemic, the fiscal policy, the monetary policy, Trump, Biden, Powell created all this, all this money, right? They created all this money, and I, I I'm looking at this wave coming at me, and it, it looks like a mountain, and then eventually it's going to reach you. So they, it's a big, huge tsunami, and when, when tsunamis are coming towards you, you know they're coming towards you when the water kind of moves out to the ocean and the beaches get longer, and then all of a sudden here comes a tsunami. So I think it's coming. It's just a matter of when. Well, I just, I don't, there's there's a a yin and a yang here. There's always, I mean, when you, when you talk about the concentrated industries, which are the ones we talk about all day. These are the ones I trade for people. When I when I trade the S and P five hundred, we're talking about yet the five hundred stocks that are biggest damn near in the country, right? Or my, and, uh, and it, 
Okay. Now, the, the next tier, how many of those are kind of out of business? Do we care? So what I'm seeing now is people who got all this dough that have pricing power are probably as fat and happy as I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yet you look yeah. at the degradation. I agree with that, yeah. yeah. You look at the degradation under them, and you see the middle class essentially disappearing. I mean, I just happen to know that Maddie's lovely bride uh, has a Jeep that she loves and has had for, what's that thing, 12 years old or something, Maddie? 10? Yeah. I'm going to say somewhere along the line, the lovely Jill is going to say, Matt, it's time for a new one of these things. I love my Jeep. And she's going to walk in and she's going to see that the exact same car she has is seventy grand, and her eyes will be bigger than I've ever seen them. And she's going to say, what the, what the F? <laughs> and, am I right, Maddie? I mean, I mean yeah. even though she knows it's happening, it's, I mean, uh, Russell said last week he bought his daughter uh, the four-door Wrangler. It was sixty-two grand. Who oh. the hell can it? I mean, really? Uh, we're, we're not talking about a Duesenberg here, for those who remember what those things are. You know, we're not talking about a Maybach or a Rolls. We're talking about a Jeep. I mean, the I don't I don't see how I, I see eighty percent of the population going one direction, and twenty percent essentially going the other. And that yeah. happened that happened during the decade of the twenties, and we saw how that ended up. At some point, you have to make sure the rest of the people have some money so you can steal it from them again, right? I, I think I think history's repeating itself. Um, the Tories in England and Woodrow Wilson, they entered the war and they 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 instituted their war socialism during World War One, right? Yeah. And they're kind of disappointed that the war ended because they wanted to continue the war socialism, but the American public had enough of it, right? They so voted them out. Now you have the COVID, you have the pandemic, you have the global warming uh, socialism. So. History's just repeating itself. They're, they're creating a crisis, and they're making it sound like the Earth is going to end tomorrow. None of the people are fleeing the coastlines. Obama still live in Martha's Vineyard. They're not going to the Appalachians. They're not going to the Rocky Mountains. No. So they're creating these crises so they can roll out their the new version of war socialism. But I don't see how you get... How do you end up with the person who's... The family who's making the fifty-six grand a year of the median income, how do you get that person to buy the sixty-five thousand-dollar car? I mean, I think, I th- it, I think they Cuba, do. I mean, Cuba right now, people drive around what nineteen fifties cars, right? I think there's so you're going to have a bunch of people buying these brand new cars, and you're going to have people like me who's still driving around a two thousand twelve Dodge Caravan, well, and man. a two thousand eight Cobalt, right? Well, we should have done how of all the industries, you know, we had a place for sale beautiful and what we should have done is bought two or three of these auto repair places they are jammed and you get to hire good people if you pay your mechanics yep. decent we'd make we're, they're making they're making more money than god i mean uh oh yeah the the plumbers in new york city they come in and they they vent the uh, radiators and flush the the boiler thousand bucks yeah Boom, right there yeah well what does it take for a couple of guys to go somewhere in New York, find a place to park. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one of the ladies who's uh, the parking, yeah, the parking, the, the traffic, and that that eats up half your day. One of one of the guys or ladies used to be on the show was out in New Jersey. Her husband is a structural engineer, and actually, interesting story. His his father was a serious home architect. I mean, real serious. He 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 built Senator Lauderman's house. Uh, oh, he built like another senator's house, and. Uh, and he can. And he's a real nice guy, and he really knows his, his stuff. 
And uh, he built a couple of houses for mafia dudes. And uh, every day the guy would show up and pay all the, all the, all the guys cash. And uh, Kind of sounds like the Schmeck brothers from uh, the Money Pit with Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. He said he never had workers work as hard and as well as he did, did on this guy's house. Because <laughs> every day the dude would show up. What are you, 500? Here you go. You're 500. Here you go. And it, anyway, but he, uh, he was telling me one day that if you have a, a thing in New York where you're doing some structural work or you're doing a remodeling of a big condo or something, he goes, if you can, between the elevators and the parking and all the, and the union rules, which he says those aren't really the problem, it's the elevators and everything, if you can get four and a half hours a day out of somebody, you're doing good. So you essentially have to double yeah. your labor rates because you can't get the efficiency. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, and then, well, I've, 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 I've learned that same thing here in New, in New York, right? My mother-in-law, who doesn't have a lot of money, she's retired, she hires a, a plumber to rebuild the boiler in her rental property, right? And she she agrees to, like, I don't know, $18,000. And then the rich person down the street who has all kinds of money, they give him, you know, $30,000 to do the same job. And then the guy... These contractors, and it's not their fault, it's just a system because of licensing. The contractor has learned that if they kind of slow walk the rich person and they slow walk like a person like my mother-in-law, they can extract these cash payments, right? These tips, if you will, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So that rich person who can afford those tips, all that, all that plumber or electrician is doing is trying to figure out what the maximum willingness to pay that person is willing to you know, for that service, so they kind of slow walk it, and then the rich person can offer those tips, that consumer surplus, right, that consider willingness to pay is a lot higher, and their ability to pay is a lot higher than my mother-in-law, and my mother-in-law's job takes four months to complete, and the rich person who can afford those those cash payments, under-the-table payments, gets it done in a week. Well, but a lot of, a lot of it is people's own desire. I mean, I've done some yeah. uh, remodeling. I'm not, I'm not condemning it. It's no. just well, yeah, but I'm saying we're both about the system set up. But I've, I've had some remodeling done. I've done a lot of remodeling in the place I live, and you know we have, I have a guy who takes takes care of the trash. I'll leave I'll leave that undefined. Uh, but if, if all of a sudden you were on the Gold Coast and you have to have a dumpster, good lord, what does that cost you in terms of day to have it on the street? <laughs> I mean, you start you start in these in these companies. I don't want to think about it. Well, a lot of these guys charge you a lot of dough. But they're also, you don't want any trash in your place. You don't want any dirt. It's all about yeah. ease and making it easy on you. So it's, it's double or triple yeah. the price, which people are happy to pay. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just the way. If they're able to pay it. If they're yeah. able to pay it. So are we, are we good for another, the market going to double from here? Everything's going to be okay? Or somewhere along the line, are one of these tripwires actually going to cause a problem? Well, I think all the money that is being withdrawn, there's a bank run on FTX, right? So people who can pull their money out of FTX, what are they going to do with it? I don't They're think. I don't stock. think anybody. I think that's why you're getting higher. I talked to one of my guys from the Fed and said, "Not a person's getting a dime out of there." Really? Yeah. I think some people have gotten some money out of it. Well, if they did early. Yeah, you had to be early. Yeah. But as of now, there's yeah. there's no withdrawals. You know, actually, yeah. there is, and I want to maybe I'll ask Maddie after the show. Somehow or another, in the Bahama law, if you buy one of these, what are these things you buy? The uh, you buy like the artificial paintings online, Matty. What are those things? NF and something, somethings. NFTs. NFTs. NFTs yeah. yeah. If if you if you have an NFT, 
somehow or another you can get your money out of FTX. I don't, I don't get the connection there. We talked about it yesterday. It's really weird. The SP futures up 72. They're down from the 90-something, but still way up. NASDAQ futures up 332. We're having a big day here. Hopefully it'll, it'll keep going. I'll be back tomorrow. Stocks and Jacks. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. I guess we learned not to do it again. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.